and welcome to a special edition of the greatest podcast about play to earn gaming. This is Breeder Now on Air. We have got not one, not two, but three very awesome thought leaders pushing the boundaries of what it is to be a successful play to earn or play and earn blockchain game in today's market. But before that, let's start things off with a short segment I like to call the Metaverse News, your daily dose of updates across the Metaverse. Final Fantasy developer braves wrath of gamers with blockchain gaming statements. Square Enix, the Tokyo Stock Exchange listed gaming giant and the firm behind the Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest games has said that focusing on traditional forms of games would be not enough for the, for the company in the future. Hinting that user-created content such as NFTs and play-to-earn crypto titles could ensure that the firm continues to grow. Louis Vuitton releases new NFTs, continues blockchain gaming experiment. Luxury brand Louis Vuitton is adding a new collection of non-fungible tokens to its Louis the Game app in the form of in-game rewards. The hash group discusses efforts made by legacy brands to explore Web3 and capture new audiences while noting the accelerated growth of blockchain gaming. And finally, blockchain gaming usage explodes 2,000% in a year, reports DAP Radar. As if everybody did not already know, blockchain-based game playing increased 2,000% since the first quarter of 2021. Blockchain games attracted 1.22 million active wallets in March of this year alone. And the rise in popularity of play-to-earn NFTs on Ethereum sidechains continue to be its big contributor to growth. Okay, so that's it for our daily news report. And let's get started. So joining us today, probably the most important person in this space is, is none other than BreederDAO's secret weapon, head of business development. Please put your hands together for Mavi Clemente. GM, GM, Nico, thank you for that uh, very generous introduction. Yes, this is such an exciting day. We are joined, as you mentioned, by three of the greatest thought leaders currently in the space, Geno Pets, Fancy Birds, and Cyball. For Geno Pets, allow me to introduce the co-founder, Jay Chang, joining us today. For Cyball, representing them would be their uh, co-founder, Benji Huing. And uh, for Fancy Birds, Mike Merritt, a core contributor of the team, Welcome, welcome. Hey guys, what's happening? What's Great up? Thanks for having us, guys. Pleasure is all ours, gentlemen. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Enough with the antics. Let's start off with some <laughs> house rules first. So um, I've got this one, Mabby. Let me just pull up my notes um, for the, the house rules. Normally, Jeff goes over these. Um, Okay, so for this session, we'll start off with the initial normal interview, and then we'll open the floor later on for some questions from, from the community. Um, just a reminder for everybody who's new here, please follow us on our socials. You can access the official links in our Linktree page. You can find us on Discord, join our community. We've got like 
I believe like 40,000 people at this point. Um, Telegram is there as well. If you prefer that, um, you can get consolidated Breeder Dow announcements. And of course, if you're not following us already, please drop us a, well, not a like, um, a follow and hit that notification bell so that you don't miss any more giveaways, upcoming talks and podcast episodes, and of course, our upcoming token launch, which we'll be going into later on. But for now, let's get things started with the man of the hour, co-founder of Geno Pets, Jay Chang. Please introduce yourself. What's up, Habit? Dude, I don't know. how hard, hard act to follow, man. You're like you're hype man. Hype man Twitter space is extraordinary here. Gino um, Pets needs no hype, man. <laughs> Hailing from the lands of Ezoterra, please give us the lowdown of what's going on. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, I'm Jay, uh, co-founder of Gino Pets. Um, free-to-play, move-to-earn, NFT game, Solana. We make it fun and rewarding to live an active lifestyle. Uh, we take your step data from your mobile device and let you earn crypto and evolve, nurture, take care of, and grow your Geno pet uh, for taking action in real life. It's 2022's Tamagotchi meets Pokemon Go. Uh, we are around the corner from our public beta launch, and we're excited to be here, guys. Thank you, Breeder Dow. Thank you so much as well. I'm excited to run my first marathon with Geno Pets. <laughs> if I can just add, I actually participated in your fair launch uh, a couple of months ago. I think it was last year. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had 10 entries. And luckily, obviously, that was a high-risk play, but uh, I ended up with one of your Genesis Geno Pets. So. Yes. Awesome. And I hope you're in the beta right now and, and banking some steps and, and watching a Geno Pet dance. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. Um, not to be excluded from the awesome discussion, please, let's give it up for Benji. Benji, we'd love to know more about Cyball and how you're bringing soccer to the blockchain main stage. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? It's Benji. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Cyball. So Cyball is an NFT-based football-themed uh, football themed, uh, card game. You can uh, train, mentor, and collect Cyblocks. They're like these cyborgs that are born off the blockchain uh, you enter into cyborg matches, score goals, and basically earn CBT uh, as well. Awesome, awesome. And last but certainly not least, we've got, I believe, formerly marketing lead for Clover Finance, now the COO, Mike Merritt. We'd love to know more about uh, Fancy Birds. Hey, hey, uh, yeah. Uh, no, Fancy Birds is the uh, premier game from Fancy Studios. Uh play and earn, play and own. Uh, and what we like are simple mechanics, uh, fun, addicting gameplay, and, you know, mobile access uh, for all the people out there. Uh, so our first one uh, is a fly the distance game while you're dodging some trees and being chased by a tractor. Uh, and there will be more to follow. Awesome. Okay, while we have you already, Mike, let's dive into Fancy Birds a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, I know you've Absolutely. got a lot of, yeah, yeah. I know you've got like a lot of awesome developments. Um, you got staking out already. Um, yep. Maybe we can start off by the difference really between FNC and SFNC. I always mix it up with like staking, but I know that's not what it means, right? No, uh, not in this. Well, so there is staked FNC, but that's like a placeholder token. So everyone kind of ignore that. That's just for the mechanics. The SFNC that matters is the synthetic FNC. 
Uh, and the way our staking works is if you want to claim um, standard FNC uh, on the Ethereum chain, once you claim it, it uh, vests for a year and then it unlocks. So if you want immediate use of your funds, you can claim SFNC. It sends it to the Polygon network where the uh, NFTs are and the game is. Uh, and then you can use it for the game uh, soon when the market launches in-game items and power-ups. Uh, for now, breeding. Um, and we've also got a uh, Battlebirds game coming soon, uh, which will allow people to enter uh, with FNC and SFNC. Yeah, yes, Mike, thanks for that. That was actually, your, your model system actually is one of the more uh, unique ones currently, right? Um, I guess I, one of the questions that I have is, do you, do you consider yourselves a dual, dual token model or is this something completely different from your point of view? Really good question and something philosophically I think about all the time. Uh, as, as was mentioned, my background actually is in DeFi. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm an old school Bitcoiner and then of course loved Ethereum and all the cool stuff that happened. And I really cut my teeth on a bunch of DeFi projects and that's where you really start to learn, you know, the devil in the tokenomics. So uh, what we tried to do, um, you know, one token, two token, it's, it's all the same. If there's no use cases, um, it, you know, you're going down. So um, we are a single token, essentially, but we do have that synthetic version. So it's sort of a hybrid, I guess. Um, one economy, but sort of two ways to tackle it. Um, so we're not, you know, we don't, um, we don't find the same pressures of having an infinite token, uh, or an inflationary token. Um, but we have some of the flexibility, uh, of the dual token network. So yeah, um, kind of interesting, but I, I do, I do wonder myself, well, you know, what the exact definition would be. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, take some notes, Mabby, so that we can maximize our own assets with Fancy Birds. As I'm you all may... on it, my friend. I love it. Okay. As you all may know, Breeder now is partnered heavily with Fancy Birds. We've got um, a collaborative uh, edition of some Breeder Dow birds with you guys, right? Oh, yeah. Handsome birds. <laughs> <laughs> the, the handsomest, for sure. But not as handsome <laughs> as Mabby, of course. Okay. Um, let's move Thank over. Thank you, actually... Nico. <laughs> let's move on over to Cyball, actually so benji what were your like biggest inspirations um in, that went into the development of your game and your game mechanics yeah yeah definitely definitely so i guess when we started building Cyball back in may or june of last year um we started to see the movement of axie infinity and we took a lot of inspiration from axie infinity i guess um a lot of the team are huge football fans we play a lot of fifa we play a lot of football manager so I guess we took inspiration from all these games that we kind of grew up with, uh, fused it with a bit of Axie Infinity, uh, as well as, you know, some elements of Pokemon as well, like the Battle Stadium uh, and the breeding functions of Pokemon. Uh, and we kind of fused it all together and created Cyborg. Awesome. Okay. You got us a little bit of a tease about the grand vision when it comes to Cyborg. But as Thanos popularized, what is your end game? Um, maybe couple years down the line? Yeah, yeah. This is a really good question. I think it's a great question that, you know, all games should really consider as well. So I think for Cyborg, we do want to eventually become a very DAO-like game. Uh, we want to be driven by the community 
and really depends on where the community wants to take the game as well. I think eventually uh, what we want to do is we want to exp expand the Cyblock metaverse. So you'll be able to grab your Cyblock NFTs. Um, and, if, and if it's a fighting game that we want to create, we'll create a fighting game. Um, you know, if it's a tennis game, it'll be a tennis game or whatever it is. Basically, you'll be able to roam the Cyborg or Cyblock metaverse um, and then enter in different game modes um, that'll use a similar dual token model um, economy within all these games as well. Spectacular. I'm excited for that. Maybe like a basketball for the, uh, the exactly. basketball heads um, over on the side of the, the Philippine market. Okay. Yeah. I personally yeah. love Cyborg as well, right? But I guess just to correct you, Nico, it's football, not soccer. Get your facts straight, man. Yeah, yeah. Get your facts straight. Okay, maybe it's, it's like football. A, I, you missed me on the like the Western, you know, the whole thing with with soccer and and football. Yeah, my, my bad, guys. Okay, it's football. It's everybody. okay. It's okay. Okay. Well, actually, while we have you, Cyball, um, I know you've got like a bridge thing going on or something like a cross chain thing with with BNB and and eventually Solana, I believe. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yes. Decision. Yeah. 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 So, so we, we do want to, I guess, eventually become a multi-chain game as well. Um, I guess we have quite a close relationship with uh, the guys from Solana. Um, we do want to eventually go into Solana. We've spoken to AVAX. Um, I had a call with Elrond the other day as well. So we do want to become multi-chain. I think the immediate focus for now is to stabilize the game um, on BNB chain. And then once it makes sense to transition over to another chain. Um, and make it that multi-chain or dual-chain environment. Uh, it's definitely something that we do want to eventually expand uh, out into. Yeah, our developers are super excited for our eventual like NFT marketplace, and it'll be a challenge to support both of your chains. So very excited yeah, for I, that one. Yeah, I think it's work definitely something, sure. um, something that you know most games will eventually end up on, um, like a multi-chain environment. Right. Yeah, I was on a podcast um, discussing exactly this and, you know, the potential of, um, of Layer Zero and when Layer Zero comes out um, and that multi-chain environment as well. So uh, something that we should all look forward to, I guess. Definitely, definitely. Okay, and let's move on over back to Genopets, to Ezoterra. So, Jay, what have you got for us? Why Solana? Why Solana? Ah, dude, everyone loves Solana. What do you mean? Solana Summer, right? Coming yeah, up on yeah, Solana, we're, Solana we're, Summer Part 2? We're, we're Maxis over here. We, we dropped in the FTX party um, a couple weeks ago in, in San Francisco. So you're, you're talking to the right crowd, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, you mean, a lot of, a lot of reasons. Um, I think we're, we're layer one. We're layer one Maxis for sure. In, in, that, in that, I think there's a lot of benefits to, to building on a layer one that, that, that is architected in the way that, that makes sense for your game and the types of things that you need. I think mutable nature of NFTs on Solana especially since Geno Pets, think about it like a Tamagotchi or Pokemon that you take care of by taking care of yourself. Uh, if, that, if that NFT needs to evolve and grow and be upgraded and customized over time, I think Solana's architecture you know, fits that premise really well, along with um, you know, a, lot of, a lot of the other things around Metaplex and what they're doing. Uh, SFTs, of course, really helpful for gaming. A uh, bunch of reasons, but I think when thinking about chain, Certainly, there's the tech considerations, but uh, I myself am not not the CTO tech guy of the Genopets team, but I do lead uh, community and marketing 
Uh, and from a community standpoint, when looking at building up your game, finding a good base to build in and a community that's excited for and ready for what it is you're doing, I think really, really makes the difference when you come out and launch. So for us, um, you know, Solana checked a lot of boxes. The ecosystem's amazing to be a part of. The community is like no other, uh, in my in my opinion. Uh, and, and yeah, so we, we made that jump uh, early last year when we debuted. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I love Solana as well. Uh, I actually started my NFT journey on Solana. Shout out to the pesky penguins, right? Uh, that would be the very first <laughs> Solana NFT. Uh, w one question for you guys. So I guess to all people listening out there, if you guys did not know, it was the Genopets team who coined the term move to earn, right? So I guess oh, we yes. just wanted to understand. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I so you know yeah. I'm that much of an OG, right? I was there when you guys coined the term. Yeah, man. Uh, and as I, I mentioned, like I was lucky enough to win a uh, FLP year. spot. <laughs> that is amazing, yeah. guys. Hats off to you. That move to earn is like a massive thing now. Like it's carved yeah. out its own niche and it's like um, maybe the next step for play to earn. So yeah. Um, we, well, yeah, yeah, go we, ahead. Uh, no, I was just saying, you know, on move to earn, you know, I think move to earn is 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 one component of Geno Pets. I think that's what 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 catches a lot of people's attention is this this move around. But if 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 walking give you tokens was the end of the game for us, I think we'd we'd we wouldn't we wouldn't feel fulfilled, and and I don't think our players would either. Move to earn is just the start of the game in Geno Pets. When you walk and you earn, that you open up a world of taking care of and customizing and battling and do all of these things with your pet. That makes you much more in the realm of a, a Tamagotchi Pokemon, as I as I've said, to uh, to really make move to earn the the start of the game. Um, so yeah, that's that's us. We we did coin the term early early last year. Uh, excited to excited to get to market and show people what we've been building. Love it. Okay, and I already alluded to it a little bit with with Cyball, but what is Geno Pets? grand vision where do you see yourself in like two years three years maybe even five years what is your end game yeah you know i think one of the big things for us other than you know passive income and some of the other things that that play to earn as a whole has been standing for is really tying that all back to an active lifestyle and even down to the way our game is is designed you know maximizing your return for the amount of steps you take is just flawed in a number of ways if you make more token just by being a marathon runner, pets is is designed is to encourage anybody just to stay active, consistency, getting out and moving, hitting a moderate goal, you know, making sure that you're getting out and getting your daily activity, something that we could impact the world with. Um, you know, making the world a better place by getting people to do something they know they should be doing, taking care of themselves. Um, doubling down on that, you know, everybody or the obstacle is, is the way. And going to the gym, given the, given the option to go to the gym or watch Netflix or worlds together and gamify something we know we should all be doing to take care of ourselves i think we have a big big win um our vision really is to to then empower communities to create value for themselves um and and definitely too with this irl component 
component of move to earn, looking at the metaverse as, as something that enhances harmony between the physical and the digital, more so than play Genopets and, you know, bank, bank your activity of the day and kick off some fun in Genopets as a reward for everything you did throughout your day while living your life. Um, I think we're, we're setting up to, to make a big impact in the world. That is spectacular, man. I love it. Um, you know, yeah. with, with to have these guys join us on air right <laughs> now. For sure. Uh, yeah. I guess I... if I could just interject, right, I'd like to basically ask the most pressing question. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would want to hear the <laughs> Short term, so we talked about long term, but what can we expect in the short term? I'm pretty sure a lot of people would want to hear about that. Please give us some alpha. Yeah. I guess let's start with uh, let's start with Mike. What do you have for us, Mike? Oh, so so some some good local alpha for the short term for for fancy um, is we are revamping our tournament setup. Um, so we're going to have some standard weeklies, but we've also got some big money tournaments coming up. 5Ks, 10Ks, they're going to have some special requirements. Um, whether they're baby birds or gin birds, these are all uh, our supportive guilds that are you know into the gaming and leasing and stuff. Um, you know, get involved with all these great groups, um, uh, uh, you guys as well. And, you know, that way. I'm uh, fortunate that I'm not built for these competitive gameplays. You know, uh, my top score is around 39, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, the, the jitters get to me as soon as I pass that 20 point mark. So it's quite frustrating. I'm not sure I'm not oh. I wasn't very good. But he was like a top ranking player. Uh, unfortunately, Nico, that did not translate to uh fancy birds. <laughs> it, it, it did not, unfortunately, but uh, I, I guess it, it's really different, right? The the, the jitters you get from fancy birds is totally different <laughs> from competitive Dota. Uh so it's a different story, unfortunately. Um, I guess what also excites me is that you guys are rolling out your rental system. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, so actually, we're rolling out a lot. Um, I believe the 25th. Uh, um, it's going to be new interface across the board. Uh, uh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be real slick. Um, so you'll be able We're really, you know, this is going to be the full, the full experience here soon. Uh, uh, and then soon after that, marketplace um, and uh, local market for the NFTs as well. Yeah, I hope it doesn't, uh, it doesn't come off as a uh, dumb question, but what do you mean by mare rentals? Oh, so, so if you want, to, let's, say, let's say you only have one bird, uh, and, but you want to breed. You can actually rent someone else's bird that might have put it up, uh, breed with it, and you would keep the egg. Got it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that feature would be definitely appreciated by the people. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to – some chances. For sure, yeah. I was, I was going to say, actually, um, hats off to everybody. I know Cyball has got, like, a rental system as well. Um, I, I love that you guys are really pushing the envelope with, with um, blockchain technology. Um, it's, it's, it's a testament to, to your commitment to the advancement of the space, being like early pioneers, um, paving the way for, for others to, to progress. So hats off to you guys. We, we, we can't have the, uh, the, the tooling all built by the guild guys. Game, game's got to do a little bit for his party, right? Totally. All right. We got a list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Mabby oh, back to you. Yeah. So I guess just, uh, moving on now to Benji and Cyball. Give us some alpha, Benji, if you don't mind. Yeah, everyone wants the alpha. Everyone listens to these uh, Twitter spaces, basically looking for give, alpha. I know, right? Give um, us, give us a, like a, a breeder Dow a level of alpha, something that rewards yeah, our yeah, community definitely, definitely. that maybe you have not shared. I've, I've got some good alpha for you guys. Um, awesome. So we haven't had our governance token launch yet. And this is, you know, very, I guess, unorthodox. Um, a lot of games would have would have launched their governance token and then build the game. Um, we started building the game first, and we're building for like we've been building for like ten months. Uh, still, still no governance token. So, um, I'm not confirming exactly right now, but hopefully within the next six to eight weeks, we'll have our governance token out. Kind of sprint for us in the next couple of weeks leading up to, to um, this major event for us really so uh, keep an eye out for it for sure uh, I have a question Benji can you confirm that current players of Cyball right those earning rewards in CBT will also get CYB later on when the when the token drops yeah, so we're, um, I think today is actually the last day of Genesis Rewards. So our Genesis Rewards period went for 40 days um, from the, I think, after the first week that we launched. Uh, basically, the Genesis Rewards period, uh, we give out 145,000. They jump onto our web app or on our dashboard, or on their dashboard, um, they'll see their estimated CYB earnings as well. So um, a lot of the early guys who are, you know, early adopters of Cyborg have been accumulating a lot of CYB. So I guess they, they've kind of got a stake within the game as well, and it's, um, it's going to be good to see. As I mentioned before, you know, we, we want to be a community-driven game. Uh, we want to expect CYB when that launches. Yes. All right. Appreciated by the crowd, right? Of course. Um, yeah, Genesis Habitat, minting game, uh, as you were referencing, has been started like 
six weeks ago with a treasure hunt. We had people solve through and solved all of our ciphers and minted crystals at one gene each, and the crystals. Genesis minting game. Uh, you guys should check it out on our, on our YouTube. There's a whole Unity game we built on web for, for how people craft our NFTs. For us, a big part of acquiring genome. Uh, our next one that the community is hiding for those that are in the know, uh, but, but Alpha, for those of you not, not in the know, is just around the corner is baby, baby Genopets, and Genesis Genopet now is in the beta of the game, uh, but as soon as we release the baby Genopet game, people are going to be able to play to mint their starter pet. That that's that's our next big thing. Uh, look out for for it because people people get excited. <laughs> yeah, over it. Breeder Dow already working on it. <laughs> but yeah, this is very exciting. I, I know. So, I know. All Mabbies, so he, he hoarded already the, the whitelist spots, unfortunately, so we can't give No, I'm just kidding. Of course, we'll be giving, <laughs> of course, we'll be giving those away to the community, the faithful that are with us and sticking with us with all the, the episodes leading up. And for those who would love to come on stage, please stand by. We'll be taking on some volunteers later on. So for this portion, we'd like to know because this is this is the key portion, guys, of like play to earn now and also for the coming years. This is what's gonna like set us up if it's like gonna be a sustainable thing or just another flash into pan for the blockchain industry. It's making these sustainable economies um, work in terms of really mastering that economic factor. So let's let's dive in a little bit about, about I mean like into faucets and sinks. For maybe like your rewards tokens or like um, some other factors that you can think um, as far as generating our token goes um, you know with with rental coming out you'll you'll be able to jump on with just a little bit of gas money um, and start earning some FNC um, for you know breeding whatever else uh, uh, you want to do with it 
So that's sort of like our, our faucet, you know, if someone's just getting in. Uh, and then as far as our sinks go, of course, we have breeding. Um, we have our marketplace coming out, which will have uh, skins, power-ups, uh, battle passes, stuff like that. Um, Battlebirds game. Um, and, of course, if you do choose to um, accept SFNC from your staking, the underlying FNC is burned. So you've got some pretty good token controls in place. As I say, you know, some of our backgrounds in, in DeFi, so experience. Okay, cool. We'll circle back there, actually. Um, but maybe, Cyball, you can chime in with your version of, like, faucets and sinks and how you plan yeah. to, to make it sustainable for the long term. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So our faucets are where you can earn CBT. Um, it's through the Cyball matches that you'll be playing. Um, so in the 3v3 mode, you'll earn a certain number of uh, tokens. Uh, in the 5v5 modes coming in the future, you'll earn even more. Um, now for the sinks... Currently, the main sync is through mentoring, which is our breeding function uh, in future. It's going to be very similar to a lot of other games, I assume. Um, you'll be able to buy like potions uh, and skins and whatnot. You'll be able to buy upgrades with CBT. You'll be able to um, use CBT for mentoring or breeding. Um, only CBT, not BUSD. Uh, you'll be able to use CBT for um, potentially in the future when we, have, when we release stadiums as well. Um, you'll be able to uh, bid for stadiums with CBT and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I guess, the immediate uses for CBT. Uh, in the future, we want to create, I guess, a full marketplace where you can um, continue to use CBT or spend within the game uh, for these microtransactions to occur uh, as well. Got yeah, it, got it. You guys have a lot of uh, plans, right? If I'm not mistaken, the potions, which will lead to skins, definitely that's going to be a big part, right? A lot of Web2 gamers, right? They just go crazy over skins. I personally go crazy over skins, so aesthetics yeah, really yeah. matter, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it was started by like the CS:GO craze with like skins and the skin market. Absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah. we, yeah, and then we moved over to like Dota two, or maybe it was like a concurrent thing. But you know, I personally think that we haven't really tapped that market just yet when it comes to like Web three games. I don't know if like I'm alone in this. I feel like there's a coming explosion once like there's more adoption when it comes to to gaming um you know we were we were at gdc i mentioned it earlier like two three weeks ago and we were expecting to like come into hostile territory you know because they're not fans of blockchain just yet you know for like for different reasons, they they code like you know, man, like in, like the environment and everything, and how it's like maybe sort of like cash grabby. But you know what I always say, and what GDC speakers also alluded to a little bit is when free to play first came out, it met the same backlash. There was a ton of hate towards it. It was like um, greed or perceived to be greed. But, you know, today, and please don't quote me on the numbers, what is the largest portion of gaming revenues, the pie? It's microtransactions. It's microtransactions. <laughs> it's free to play somewhere around the 80%, I want to say. But 
um, they're starting to become more of the minority. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think it's just it's time for for AAA to come in to blockchain as a natural progression of where we're moving as an entire gaming industry as a whole. You know? Once the once the gamers understand that it represents ownership of their assets uh, and right, even a right. of the game, because right mm-hmm. now they've got it twisted. They think it's actions are an extraction of your cash because you can't turn around and sell those items. Right. But right. if you earn or, or purchase some sort of skin, weapon, upgrade, um, and you decide, you know, you're switching your style, switching your game, you can literally sell that. It's ownership of your assets. It's sovereignty of, of your game. It's it's definitely going in the right direction. It's just an educational. Because a lot of the games, and, and I, I admittedly, I'm, I'm not experts on, on you guys' games, so please don't include yourselves in this necessarily, but if, if, I'm, if I'm spending $1,000, on an NFT is not a microtransaction at that, at that point. Things that are meant to be microtransactions, so that somebody who's a traditional gamer can come in and pay their ninety-nine cents like a microtransaction and get some some kind of value out of it. Um, I think when games start to design themselves that way on on the Web three side, we'll start to see more adoption. Uh, Yes, the ownership, but but even more, just the uh, where we were, you know, not trying to make our things, you know, million dollar items. That wasn't the goal. Yeah, and you and you gotta have both, right? Like uh, as I was just saying with the baby in the game just to get in and over time as you walk it's going to take time to upgrade and customize and walk and and walk to earn that growth of your nft but you can customize and, and level up and you know get new augments and whatever just like your pokemon would and then you could sell that nft so for zero dollars into the economy as we're talking about faucets and sinks uh the genopets faucets and sinks are very much built around this player driven marketplace where if people sweat in game literally and grind, they're accruing value to their their Geno pet that they can then turn around and sell one day for zero dollars in as long as there's a marketplace for somebody to buy it from or to buy it from them. Um, I think for us, you know, faucet certainly you do earn token for walking if you've acquired a habitat. That there's a lot of ways that players can earn in, in marketplace transactions from or uh, open to different ways that you can sync token to create NFTs to, to create this opportunity for people to have those microtransactions in the long run. Yeah. No, that's a great point, Jay. Actually, I wanted also to bring up the fact that uh, you guys, speaking of micro uh, I guess that would also They're function. Out there, man. You had to craft them to make your habitat. 
<laughs> but yeah, could you tell us more about that? Basically, what was the thought process? play to earn side of the game you acquire a habitat the habitat is the like you know media I can use to create more habitats. I can use to customize, upgrade, evolve, speed up the evolution of my GenoPet. So it's all about, you know, you building this relationship with your pet that you're nurturing and, and ultimately a profile picture flex that you have to sweat to, to really for the key is in crafting we are launching as as again more than just move to earn we'll have crafting at our public launch uh early this summer we'll have uh some amount of nurturing too those are all items you know you gotta feed your pet you gotta clean your pet you gotta you know play there's a whole like loop there that, that provides a million places that you'll be able to sync to create items and, and make people decide or make, make players have to decide, you know, do I pull my token out that I just got for walking or do I reinvest that token for potentially longer term earning opportunity that's marketplace driven? Yeah, thanks for that. I, I love this conversation where it's headed, right? Uh, from from people that I've been speaking with, they love to ask me the question about NFT population control. What are your thoughts on that? What have you implemented in your game? Oh, um, we've actually got some burn mechanisms for uh, our most um, abundant uh, NFT of these baby birds. Uh, not only that, we have uh, what's called prestiging coming up. Uh, as I mentioned, some of our birds, the, the legendaries, the mutants, the bull sets, um, they have more, um, more more weight and rights uh, in some respects within the game, more access to tournaments. So we're going to allow people to sort of combine some of their baby birds together uh, to prestige them into a bird that could, you know, have the same rights uh, as the legendary mutants and more rare ones. thought to that. We want to make sure that we have a very balanced um, breeding and economy. Uh, and I think another 
tool that you know uh, can be used of course is the you know um, the more times you breed a set uh, within a breeding period the more chance you have to breed uh, a legendary or a mutant or one of these you know rarer baby birds so You know, to toying around with those um, metrics. The birds. Skill set will not uh, will not be up for for that, but I'm pretty. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, I'm shivering at. That thought, just losing my baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was uh, I was better at the game, and I could go past forty. But it is what it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for that. Um, around the breeding mechanics or the mentoring mechanics for us, uh, you can really encourage or discourage breeding or mentoring as well. Um, so for us, we kind of have a a mentoring curve. Um, so the first breed for people to breed, so they'll want to breed that first time. The second time or the third time might be If you're breeding one new side block and then you want to repeat, rinse and repeat that exact cycle, um, we've got, um, I guess, the, the Genesis side blocks or the older side blocks will then, they'll have a lower earning capacity over time in the future we haven't implemented and less over time so um, there's I guess that incentive to continue to breed uh, and then kind of let go of the At least for the for for breeding, right? Allowed for BUSD, if I'm not mistaken, and I guess that just points to your arbitrage opportunity. So that's very very well thought out, right? Definitely encourages breeding, and at the same time, yeah. with the scaling, obviously that's uh, that's how you will populate or control the population. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. We we. I love I guess 100 to $120 um, in CBT at the moment to breed your first side block. Um, and then for our community pool, we're using, we're using our treasury to basically 
sweep the floor of anything under $200. So there's a massive inflation growth uh, before it hits that wall or that curve. Great, great. Okay, so I think we've got maybe one. more quick question man of the uh the the Gino pets themselves that's right because i understand people will be having a free mint you know just by joining the game right so i'd like to understand their thoughts yeah. right, how they would control the population of the Gino pets and at the same time the habitats uh which is basically your Maybe you, I bet you already know, man. I, I I'm loving this, dude. Thank you, thank you for that. So, limit, like it, there should be millions and and hundreds of millions of Geno pets if we could get that many people playing the game. What makes them different, though, is a baby Geno pet that you don't walk around and don't upgrade and don't customize. upgraded with NFTs, etc., is going to create the rarity in the collection. We're really big we assign them, you know, based on the order that people minted, and, and, and if you're lucky if you got a random Geno pets. Everyone wanted the Black Genesis Geno pet, and they figured out how to game the system to make sure they got a. And now we're discussing <laughs> the different iterations to get the. But like, if you want the rare one. The guys that ended up with like no ears, when you, when you mint, you're consuming crystals and how you consumed those crystals On the habitat side, there's a bunch of ways. You got to use your habitat for it to stay productive. You got to, um, you know, craft crystals and do those sorts of things. But also, almost more importantly, like you have optionality in GenoPet. You can be a landlord who creates a bunch of habitats. You could be a manufacturer who creates a bunch of crystals and power-ups. Or you could be a breeder who just goes, or a breeder, breeder is kind of a loaded word, a trainer who goes out and just levels 
up, levels up Geno Pets and sells them. So the power ups instead, or they'll switch to training more Geno Pets. Awesome. Thank you for that. So it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, just getting to know you and diving into these, getting lost in the weeds with all these economies and play to earn. But unfortunately, we don't have time um, for more. So please watch out as we slide into your DMs personally and as we pick your brains. But for now, let's move over to my favorite portion of the session. It's the community questions. So we'll be starting off off with some written um, letters from our dear uh, community members. And then later on, we'll bring some on stage, if you guys are okay with that, to ask some um, code and code in person. So let's start off with Gino Pitt, since we've got you already fired up. Um, I'm not sure who this is from. It just says it's a Discord question. Your white paper states that players can engage in multiple asynchronous battles simultaneously. Can you please elaborate? Yeah, totally. So battle is a Q, probably like a Q3 later, later in the roadmap option for us. And the way we're looking at battle is a lot more like, like a words with friends, like Candy Crush type situation where you will kick off mini games with a bunch of different people that are turn-based and played asynchronously. So say, for example, you know, we'll do a puzzle game where you need to match, you know, a pattern that I draw and you got to match the pattern and you'll send it to me and I'll beat the challenge if I can remember what you did, like Simon says. The way we're looking at battle and the way we look at the ethos of Genopets as a whole is never to be a game that you have to stare at your phone and play for any extended amount of time. We want you to go about your life, do your thing, and reap the rewards of living a good life in Genopets. So, asynchronous battle—that—that's the name of the game for us um, to keep to keep players living their life, not stuck to their phone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a battle tested strategy that you can definitely innovate on. I know, like Words with Friends started it. Um, question comes in, uh, Discord, do you have plans to revamp the tactic cards in order to, to be less RNG-based, such as being able to the gist of it anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess I kind of disagree with this question a little bit. The tactic cards are at the moment, mm -hmm. um, I, I would say, are slightly RNG based. Um, but then, you right, know, there's there, it's still not completely RNG, RNG based. So a few tactic cards might be um, you can uh, use perfect save and that'll block the the, the the opponent's shot completely. You might be able to use tactical foul, which completely changes um, the key event. So those kind of tactic cards are, you know, um, strategically. Uh, you'd have to play it with strategic intent, you know, so it's not RNG at all. Um, if you know that you're going to lose the this um, key event, let's say, um, because you know that your opponent's stats are significantly higher than yours, then you can use a perfect save card. Um, and there's no RNG in that. That's, you know, you've, you've played it with complete intent there. Um, but in saying that, we do uh, 
uh, intend to introduce more tactic cards. Um, I guess it creates more depth and width to the game. Uh, it creates a lot more complexity, um, you know, to, to players' strategies as well. Um, and we're currently working on expanding the deck of tactic cards. And, um, you know, we've seen Axie do it and whatnot, introducing more and more cards. Um, it, uh, it, just, it just adds that layer of um, complexity as well. So, yeah, definitely. Got it. Thank you for that. Okay, and lastly, for Fancy Birds, so recently you guys tweeted out an announcement stating that there will be several upgrades to your game come April 25th. Can you discuss a bit about what you guys will be adding? I'm particularly interested in the enhanced gameplay that was mentioned. What can users expect for this? Again, from Discord. Yes, absolutely. No. So we've been monitoring to optimize, uh, obviously in you know, uh, positive and forward-thinking ways, but also in a, in aligned with our user base. Um, so basically, uh, part of the upgrades are going to be A smoother gameplay experience, um, um, the, the breeding rental, if you will, um, and a whole new interface that sort of simplifies everything. You know, uh, as we've been going and introducing these, uh, we are paying attention to how people are using them, um, you know, what, what people are expecting, and we're just going to be dropping all those uh, improvements uh, on this upcoming update with everything, the, the full game release, as we're calling it, because it's going to have all the uh, aspects uh, to the game finally rolled into one uh, interface. You know, we've had a lot of beta and stuff going on, but um, yeah, you could expect the works. Um, everything we've been discussing, just short of the marketplace. The marketplace is separate. That'll be coming out after, but full game experience, full breeding experience, full rental experience, all coming for you guys. Awesome. Okay. So, it is at this point that we'll start pulling up people on the stage, but just to let the team prepare, we've got one more. We can fit in one more question, maybe two, actually. Um, this one is for Cyball. What are the planned benefits of stadium ownership? Yeah, uh, this is a really good one. I think all of our partners uh, currently want a stadium as well. So... Um, stadium, you can think of it as, you know, a, a real estate function within Cyborg. 